Let's go. No, 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 no. Did you hear it? Let's go. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I just wanted to play with the sounds. Um, judge me later. Welcome. Welcome, friends. Yes. Welcome to another episode of Almost Blurs. I am JB. Trying to figure out something to do to start this episode off. I really didn't get anywhere. I will say this, though. Go to brunch. Brunch is life-changing. It is a life-changing thing. Once you integrate brunch into your weekly routine, it just feels right. feels right. I went to brunch today. went to a place called the the Ranch out in Irving. Really good food. Who, who'd you go with? Um, uh, my friend Jakar and my friend Ambria. I met them at my current job. Y'all hear he didn't say Duncan, right? Here. He didn't say Duncan. I, mean, I wasn't Are you going to fly? Are you going to fly? <laughs> Because you fly, and I mean, we can go. I have plenty of places I can take you to. Plenty of places I can take you to. No, but it was fun. It's great because you get to sit down, chat it up with your friends, drink, you drink? mimosas and whatever. Yes. I had a mimosa and I had a cocktail with tequila. Um, I had Are shrimp and grits. Gr- no. I had shrimp and grits for my food. And then I always try the mac and cheese wherever I go. And I try the mac and cheese. Was it good? Mm. It wasn't so- bad. It wasn't bad. It's just it wasn't one where I'd be like, "Oh yes, you can. You should try their mac and cheese." Because mm-hmm. no, I wouldn't do that. But you know, if it was there in the room on the table, and people were like, "Oh, I cater from here," I might put some on my plate. Okay. Yeah, but y'all know I'm very particular about my mac and cheese. He is. He's a. He's very particular about a lot of things. Yeah, and um, lastly, um. Don't buy a cheeseburger out of a can. There's just nothing about that that makes sense. I was telling Dovecat about this girl who did a taste test for it. But in case you're interested, the website is called Cheeseburger in a Can. And their cheeseburgers have a chef life of 12 months. No. So a cheeseburger can... And oh, and in case you're wondering, they have flavors. We got a cheeseburger in a can. We got a trickin' Malzitin cheeseburger. In a can, and because they want to leave you hanging, and you know, for those with a little extra coin, want the finer things in life, you can get a steakhouse bacon cheeseburger in a can. It's all disgusting. It all all of which disgusting. look incredibly disgusting. But should you be interested, it's available for you. The fact it is available for you. Uh, the fact that they have a website dedicated to that makes let me know that people buy these. Um, I and- wonder how much they are. Probably now, probably too much. Disgusting. Disgusting. Um, yeah, it does not appear that Amazon even wants them on their website because you cannot purchase them from there. Good. You don't need to purchase them, period. I want whoever created these to go out of business. Mm-mm. But like I They're said, terrorists. I am JB. That other verse, 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 other voice that you hear is my co host, Dove Cat. Hey, guys. Who is that? Hey, guys. <laughs> I don't know her. Oh, don't do me. First I don't of know all, her. Can I just say to y'all that JB was telling me about this hamburger in the can? I just want y'all to know that it is as disgusting as it sounds. It looks disgusting, sounds disgusting. I know it doesn't taste well, and we're good. I just I can't believe that somebody would create this, and I also mm-hmm. can't believe that they would have it to order. The fact that they have it to order lets me know that people are buying them. It's disgusting. Oh. Like, why would you do that? Yeah, hamburgers I found are the website. Be, no, hamburgers are meant to be eight when they're prepared, not twelve months down the line. 
So oh. if you were interested, they cost around six, well, six or seven dollars a burger in a can. Um, I see that the only websites that seems that seems to be selling it right now is overseas. Like I found it, and I had to convert the amount or the cost to euro. I mean, to dollars, just because. But in case you're interested, um, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to act like this is a good buy. But, it's but they have 12 grams of protein. It originated in Germany. Um, it says... So the uh, people who gave us Nazis gave us hamburger in a can. It's like Great. 17 grams of fat. It's all disgusting. You know, just in, I mean, in case you're interested. But anyway, that is all. So we can go ahead and get started. Dovecat, I'm going to hand this over to you because you want to throw in an additional segment. Ugh, gross. Yes. Okay, guys. So I was just thinking about it. I think about a lot of things. And um, because we're trying to, you know, grow with the podcast or whatnot, I was just thinking of maybe some new things that we could add. And I was thinking because both of us are on the internet a crazy amount of time. <laughs> well, a crazy amount of time. I was like, maybe we can just share at the top of the show what we have enjoyed this week um, from the internet. And I feel like we could, it's probably always going to be something. So I know what I have enjoyed, but I want you to go first. What have you enjoyed this week from the internet? Um, In general, like, or comic book related or nerdy related? Yeah, I mean, it could be anything. Mine is kind of nerdy, but. um, Let's see. So this week. Okay. So I've been in an effort to um, do more on our social media. I've been looking up different things and I kept coming across, I came across a, a comic book humor page on facebook mm-hmm. and some of them have been tickling me i don't want to say too many of, did you see the one i posted today that i said don't judge me for was it the wolverine one yes i said this boy so i have another one already lined up that'll probably uh drop sometime tomorrow um yeah so those have been what i've been enjoying and i've been getting lost in tiktok again um this time it's judge judy <laughs> me too <laughs> but that's not mine for this baby just judy be reading these people down now now no let me be clear just judy with the short hair not just judy with the ponytail just judy with the ponytail has lived a, a very healthy life and she just mm-hmm. ain't she ain't coming like she used to but no. just judy like season eight just judy with the the um julia child's haircut <laughs> oh, that Judge Judy was not to be messed with. So, um, yeah, those that's something that I've enjoyed this week. What about you? So before I go into mine, have I shared my Judge Judy story up here? I think you told me, but I don't think you told our listeners. Okay, and I probably won't go into full detail, but you know when people, like, you know, for icebreakers, people be asking about interesting facts. And one of my interesting facts is that I was on an episode of Judge Judy. Um, I was not the defendant or the plaintiff. I was a witness um, to the plaintiff. And, um, right, yeah, because the defendant is the one that's defending themselves against the claims. Okay, so yeah, so I was a witness for the plaintiff only because I had found the picture in question. Um, but basically, I don't know, some of y'all, I don't know how old our listeners are, but there used to be a website called hotgettomess.com that was really popular. Um when we were in college and uh, a guy we both know, and I'm not going to say his name, but a guy we both know um, was up there on that site. And the lady who runs it was deeming people if they were a hot ghetto mess or if they weren't a hot ghetto mess. And she deemed him as a hot ghetto mess. So I told him and he sued her. Did he win? 
I think I think so. I think so. I think that he won. But basically, he wasn't suing her for anything. I can't remember if he was suing her for like any type of damages. He might have been, but I don't remember. But definitely, I know that he she was ordered to take the picture down. So this was okay, in so like... Just, I'm going to ask this question. I'm not going to say the person's name. Uh-huh. Was the, was the person's last name start with... Uh, hold on. No, okay. The other person's <laughs> last name, not the friend. The other person, did their last name start with a D? I don't know. I because I I googled you I know that website and Judge Judy and this article comes up from two thousand seven no two thousand five. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Pointed to me so I can see, but yeah, I was on it. I was. I didn't even have to say anything. I think she pointed to me like who saw it, and it was her. And I was like, yes. Um, and that was it. So we got a a free trip to L.A. and um, they basically um. <laughs> Do they have pictures? No, no. It's just, this is just a Newsweek article. article talking about this particular. He wanted three thousand dollars in damages. That sounds familiar. Um, I don't think he got it. And um, it says that he she ruled in his favor. I don't know if for the full amount that he wanted, but yeah, apparently he she ruled in his favor. She agreed. Well, maybe she did. Maybe he did because he took me and this other girl out to eat afterwards. Um, but no. So <laughs> they how they do this whole thing if anybody is curious they film a bunch of shows back to back to back um Mm -hmm. they give you hotel information they are prepared they have a car all that good stuff and um you just do basically overnight you go and do your show and then that's it and no matter when your flight leaves they will take you back to the airport and you have to wait until your flight leaves and that's basically it also i thought what was interesting back then she filmed next door to Judge Joe Brown. So they were basically sharing the same set. Hmm. So from where I was sitting, I could like I could literally see like Caddy Corner, I could see the other set. I think it was Judge Joe Brown. I think it was. I think I saw Judge Joe Brown. I think I saw that like on the back. But anyways, that's an interesting fact about me in relation to Judge Judy. And she was talking shit back then too. Um but you're right, them old episodes with the short hair are top notch. Mm-hmm. TV she got one of them now, and she got like her n- granddaughter or niece or somebody up there. I'm like, no, I ain't nobody want. I don't want to see y'all talking in the chamber afterward. Fuss them mm-hmm. out and and go on to the next episode. So yeah, she definitely did a little pivot. The guy, oh, this is also interesting. The guy is basically the the bailiff is like an actor. He was mm-hmm. doing a crossword puzzle while we were there, or it was a word <laughs> search. One of them. Either way, he was doing that with them papers in his hand, which I thought was ridiculous as well. So he was getting paid a whole bunch of money um, to do that and probably was a little bit in yeah. his feelings when she didn't bring him along. But oh, she was. He said that he didn't know that he wasn't going to be taken along with her. Why did he assume? I guess because they've been together for so long. I don't know. Nah, Judge Joe. I mean, Judge Judy was like, nah. But no. Um... But for me, what I have enjoyed on the internet, this is corny as hell, and I am too old for this. However, you know that these young kids are on the internet, and they are obsessed with Avatar, Mm. all the edits and stuff. But my favorite thing has been, (laughs) my favorite thing has been putting these families in real life situations and what they think that this particular character would do in these, like, these situations, um... Have been some of the like the funniest ones. Like the funniest ones to me have been like um, the um, the water people have invited the Sullys over for a cookout, and they're basically breaking down each of these things and like how the kids are getting high in the basement. All of the kids are getting high in the basement <laughs> except for Took, 
and took and they even like talk about took taking a hit because she was gonna tell but anyways she anyways the funny part it's just been funny to me and one of the funniest ones that i just seen was took asking Lowack to jump on a trampoline because she was gonna tell their mom that <laughs> they had been smoking weed so he's doing it so that he doesn't get in trouble but then he ends up jumping too hard and she falls out it's a mess anyways anyways that's been my favorite thing um also they have one about um the and playing football jake sully being like one of those crazy dads in the stands and the dude the clan leader from the water tribe is the head coach it's a mess anyways those have been my favorite edits from the past week um on the internet amongst other things but that's one of the ones that have stood out to me the most mm. <laughs> okay it was the mm. Mm. Okay, yeah. well, I guess that means we move in to Blurred News. My I don't favorite. Think I, got, I don't think I have a lot. Really? I don't think I have a lot this week. So I'm going to start with um, Star Wars. Okay. It's really not much, uh, many, anything big. And I don't really read a lot of the Star Wars stuff because I don't understand half of them. It's don't. a lot. Mainly because they're out refer- referencing a lot of shows that we haven't watched, like Bad Batch and Rebels and all this stuff. So I ain't seen none of that. So it's kind of hard for me to speak to. But here I have. There is um, Disney has confirmed that the next trailer to season three of The Mandalorian, well, first mm-hmm. trailer, I guess, it's will drop be premiering soon. on mm-hmm. Monday. January the 16th during the NFL Super Wild Card game at 8 o'clock. Now, if they plan on our faces like Marvel did when we were getting the Ant-Man and the Watch trailer, don't anticipate that trailer happening anytime before halftime. It's not going to happen before halftime. In fact, don't anticipate it through most of the third quarter. You may not get that trailer until maybe a minute before the fourth quarter starts. How do we know? Because that's how long it took them to premiere the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer. Wait, so what channel, what station? Is it ABC, CBS, NBC? Do you know who has the game? ESPN is going to be doing the Mandalorian trailer. Right. So, I mean, that's a Disney company. So you might get it early. It was on ESPN last time. Uh, oh, Marvel. That, well, I tried. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All um, I know is we're going to get into that trailer because that trailer dropped. Didn't did, did we have, have we talked about that trailer? No. No, we haven't. So we have not. We've talked about it so much through text messages that it made me even consider that we had already ta- uh, talked about it here. But we're definitely going to get into that trailer because... Huh, I'm scared, y'all better not stand in and Y'all better not stand in my Kang's way. <laughs> let, let him do what he needs to do. I am scared because he's not playing with y'all at all. He told me, I, I'm I'm asking you to do something for me. Do this for me. But yes, Jonathan Major is going to be a deal. Everything. everything. We but had a deal. He gonna so go. we'll, get, we'll get into it. We're gonna get into it. But yeah, Poor Scott. Poor Scott is right. Poor Scott. Mm. But okay, after that, next thing uh, on the Marvel side of things, apparently Disney Plus is about to release their first ever docu series for a Marvel film. Mm. So this show, or yeah, the show is going to be called Voices Rising: The Music of Wakanda Forever. It's going to be a documentary series celebrating the music of that film. Uh, so this will be the first time there's been a docu-series for anything, and it's supposed to be premiering on February the 22nd. Keep in mind that Black Panther will kind of forever we premiere on Disney Plus on February the 1st. Mm-hmm. 
So I guess that all makes sense. Giving people some time to go see it, watch it at the house on the couch, and then watch the baking. So I guess this is I almost like, I wonder how long it's going to be. Mm-hmm. As you know, like the, they already have a docu-series of sorts, which is really just a behind the scenes for like the Marvel stuff called Marvel Studios Assembled. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering how different it's going to be. But those aren't even that long. And I feel like I don't learn anything <laughs> from things. You know what? I'm wondering if they're modeling it after that docu-series that Beyonce made for Black is King. Mm. That premiered on ABC where they're talking about each song and what was done and so maybe they're going to do the same thing i'll be interested because i am interested in two things one um ludwig i want to know what his process was for creating that black the new black panther theme for sure i want that bitch i'm i'm sorry y'all that thing knocks i love it it just it's something about that air guitar or whatever that i don't know but that guitar that electrical guitar be just and it may not even be electrical guitar, but that's what it sounds like. But it just does something to my spirit. I love it. Um, so I'm interested in that. And also, they're probably going to... Um, when's the Super Bowl? Uh, that's usually like the first weekend of February. Mm. Because I was going to say, they probably well, be a Super good Bowl time. Super going to be... Okay, second, I'm guessing. February the 12th. Okay, okay. Because um, I was just like, it'd be a good opportunity to, to bring Rihanna up on this docuseries since she's try- kind of coming back out. Um, she probably, I, I hope they include her because you know, she probably is pregnant when she's doing it. Mm-hmm. She'll be well for uh, singer or just having had the baby. So it'd be cute to see her in that state. You know, she kind of kept the pregnancy a secret for a while, then just said, I'm going to show y'all this belly every second I have an opportunity. Because she probably couldn't hide it no more. Mm-mm. It's like most people. That's why Kiki Palmer came out and told us. Oh, Kiki. Which was the worst kept secret. I just want her to know that. Okay. So next thing, they are saying that tickets for Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, will be going on sale also on Monday. Okay. January the 16th. So I will and be getting my tickets. They come out on February the 15th or something like that. February 17th. Y'all hear her? She never. I'm put sorry, y'all. Hold on. I'm trying to hold on. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so Ant Man and the Wasp uh, Quantum Mania releases on February the 17th. For some reason, I thought it was the 13th, but it's the 17th. February 17th. So basically, a, a month and a day before the movie comes out. Oh, I'm so ready. I'm I am so, so I mean, ready. We're not prepared. I don't. The MCU is not going to be the same, Mm-mm. and it's already not the same. But I definitely feel like after Avengers: Secret Wars. Um, I feel like it's gonna be like a reboot. We're gonna see, uh, and we're gonna get some of the characters that we love so much. They're gonna have like a um, a different Iron Man and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, that's I think that's the direction they are gonna go in. I just I don't know how it's gonna be when we actually see it. Like that's gonna right. I just feel like it's gonna be crazy because we've grown so attached to these characters that's been in our lives forever and a day, and it's just like I honestly I don't really want to see nobody else as Captain America, right? I mean, what or other cute attractive white man they gonna put Iron. that? Can you imagine having to deal with another Iron Man that wasn't Robert Downey Jr.? Like that would be a lot. I, it would I just, be a lot. I can't imagine it. I cannot imagine it. But yeah, so that's going to be coming out on February seventeenth with the trailer dropping on sixteenth, which means when you guys are listening to this, it'll be the day that that trailer came out since we release on Mondays. Mm-hmm. All right. So switching gears to DC. So, you know, there's been a lot of mess with Black Adam and DC and what they were going to be doing, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who plays Adder Smasher has finally spoken out. His name is Noah Centineo. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, I honestly can't even speak to any of that. I don't really know what their plan is, but, and I'm psyched to see what they do with the DC world. For me, I'm just really excited to see Peter Safran and James Gunn's vision for DC. Those guys, they know what they're doing, so we'll give it to them. I'm excited. And then he you went in back, my friend. Right. He went and talked about the filming. He said, um, we had such a wonderful time making that movie. I don't think I've ever enjoyed four months on a shoot like I did during the filming of that movie. There were so many of us and we all just blended together. and Everybody was just so willing to befriend one another. And really, we really became a family. And that's inclusive of Dwayne as well. So he claims that the rock was nice. Everyone was nice. Um, and that I, his whole statement sounds like if I say something positive, maybe they'll find a way in, to include me in this new version. They will if I'm not. not back Adam Smasher. He's not. The only people I want from that movie coming back are Pierce. Well, I don't know if that's possible. What was he? Dr. Doom? He won't Dr. Doom. What was his Dr. name? Dr. Fate. Dr. Fate. Dr. I Fate. liked him. Fine ass Aldous Hodge can come back, mm-hmm. um, as Hulk. Who he can come back as Hulk. <laughs> and, <laughs> Because uh, he was incredibly, his introduction, he was just too fine, y'all. He was just too fine. I don't, I don't get it. Um, and Hummingbird, wait, that wasn't her name. Cyclone. Her name? Cyclone. JB didn't like her. I loved her. I mm-hmm. thought she looked very pretty. I thought she was ethereal. I felt like she could have done a lot more, but I mean, film wasn't. But what was there to love? Let's let's dissect this. I'm you know, as far as loving this character, like. Are you just talking about the aesthetic of the character? Yeah, I like the aesthetic or of the character. The, the, or the delivery of the lines, that, the four lines <laughs> that she was given throughout the film? I you like know, her like, aesthetic. Visually, mm-hmm. she was pleasing to my eye. And when they did her powers on screen, I liked how they looked. Now, can we debate? That, well, should, she, was she, should she have even been in it in the first place? That's debatable. It's debatable if Adam Smasher should have been in it. Yeah, it's so debatable if half of the supporting cast belonged in this film. Exactly. So it's just like we could have done without the gir- the love. Well, she wasn't a love interest, but the girl that he at Black Adam saved her whole family was arguably unnecessary to me. Lord have mercy, unnecessary to me. Um, Adam Smasher, Cyclone, were they unnecessary? I mean, they were unnecessary. Definitely were unnecessary. But I like how they make her look like a hummingbird. I liked her aesthetic. I liked how she looked. I didn't really understand how her hair came unbraided while she was in the Cyclone. But then when she wasn't, yeah. she was back. But once again, I felt like she had potential. Yeah, she definitely had potential. They did not take advantage of, you know, showing that potential. But they, she definitely right. had potential. Yes. So, but that, I mean, that was it. Adam Smasher is not coming back. He's just not. He was, he was worse than everybody. He was worse than Black Adam to me. Okay. So I have a question for you leading into this one. There was a press release where Marvel stated who they are declaring as the MCU's most powerful villain to date. Okay. And we haven't even seen them. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to ask, who do you think they said? And then who do you think it is? They probably said um, Thanos for sure. Um, I'm sure um, Wanda is in it and Ultron. So they they actually chose Kang as being the most powerful villain to date. Mm-hmm. They said he's so powerful because he can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. Which and then um, the director uh, Peyton Reed 
said that Kang is the most powerful being in the multiverse, noting how exciting it is to see one of the most underrated Avengers have to go against him first, which is actually kind of sad. That's like they 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 that's like choosing Hawkeye and be like Hawkeye, Thanos, Thanos, Hawkeye. See what happens. I mean, like, why would you choose someone who really, of all of the Avengers, seems the weakest? <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. I mean, their matchup makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Just with everything, with the storytelling that they have been doing with Ant Man up until this point, um, Quantum Realm, dealing with time, uh, time being different down there, all that good stuff. They have been at. They have been leading up to this um, for a little bit, and it. I don't know. To him, to me. For him to meet up with Ant-Man first is interesting. I don't... Somebody is not surviving this movie. Um, yeah. Probably Hope. I don't think Hope's gonna make it. Um, or I, Hank. I think it might be um, Janet. You think she gonna die? I we just got her die. back. I can, I can see her having spent her whole life down there and then giving her life to make sure it didn't have to happen to them. Um. Uh. Okay. I think I see it as a, being a sacrificial thing rather than, you know, Kane just deciding he's going to kill her. Jesus, y'all. He is he is really about to come and wreck shop. Do they have like a list? How Mm-mm. many people do they, they just, have on it? They didn't have a list, but then that brings the question who we think is the strongest so far in the MCU because that's been the debate on TikTok. They're less- They've already just decided that this list comes down to being either Wanda or Kang. And I I can see the argument for both sides, depending mm-hmm. on how they're looking at it. But we've also seen, well, the comics, there have been a lot of people who could beat Kang. One of those people was Wanda. So it's like, uh, we're, we're talking about the MCU here. We're talking about the MCU and... In the MCU, who do you think? Who we've seen thus far? Yeah, I guess in a way we can't really say Kang yet because we haven't seen what he's going to do. So I'm guessing right. you would agree that it's probably Wanda right now? Right now is Wanda. Because had she, I feel like if she would have had a chance with Thanos, for real, for real, ooh, I think she probably would have. I've been on the fence about that because she had her chance with Thanos. But she she also did. didn't have to fight as Thanos with all of the stones like he, some other people did. So it was like was, she, she fared well against him when he had, what, four of them. Mm-hmm. She fared well with him when he didn't have any. But I, there's a part of me that also thinks about the nature of battle and how for a lot of people, you don't know the type of person you're about to go against. Mm-hmm. So like... I can't imagine that Thanos would have known that Wanda would have been this type of being. Right. To know that if he was going into a battle with her, he needed to go against her thinking a certain way. Uh-huh. But isn't like Wanda of like a Nexus being? Ain't she like mm-hmm. the top of the top of oh, yeah. superhero villains in the... I'm not even going to say MCU. I'm just going to say Marvel in general. Yeah, I think so. But I, I guess I'm trying to look at it specifically with what we see. Uh, they're because, not doing a good job. Yeah, because if we went into the comics, I feel like it'd be no question that Wanda. I mean, and right now, I think in the comics, most recently, she's like fused with the Darkhold, which is much worse than just being someone who could use it. Um, but I also, I also look at her as being slightly OP, which isn't really fair. Uh-huh. It's kind of like when I look at like the Phoenix. It's like. You're very OP. How is it even fair to even match you against someone? You, they have to create a character and make them OP as well. Just What's to OP them- for people who don't know? Oh, overpowered. Mm. So 
but I'm I'm very interested in seeing how Kang is going to be in this movie because I know he's going to fuck shit up, but I'm interested to see how they convey his strength. Well, when and, he tried to when he slammed down on that helmet, <laughs> but even then, that's why I was like, how strong is he supposed to be? Did he stop on his head knowing that he wasn't intending to kill him? Mm. Because like he stopped on the helmet, we see that the helmet breaks, but we also see that he ain't dead. So like, because I, I also wondered that way too. Because I watch a lot of Dragon Ball Z, and a lot of times Saiyans themselves are incredibly strong, but they will actually allow other people to get stronger mm-hmm. just to make sure that they feel like they're beating them at their strongest. They're so enticed by strength that it clouds their judgment. And I'm like, is Kane going to be that way? Because he's very strong in some way. I, I just, I don't understand. I, I don't understand how they're going to do Kang yet. Because Kang, to me, in the comics, was never physically strong. He was mm-hmm. just had access to so many relics and things that helped him do these things. I'll tell you what, though. Um, if Jonathan Major's portrayal of, um, portrayal of He Who Remains, that was kind of scary, but not, like, but not really. Him being, not angry, but flex and some of that might some of that strength uh i'm scared scared. right i don't know is he gonna be powered like is he is is this king gonna even be in any other movies is this a one king view like we're seeing this one king and then by the end of this movie that king will be defeated and then we have another king somewhere else or is this gonna be a king who wins and then he continues his journey for whatever reason and then we end up meeting a new king true I was going to say um, the same Kang that is in this movie is that the same Kang that is in Loki or was in Loki. Like we know he who remains. But we also know that at the end there was a picture of Kang, mm-hmm. which but, Kang. Yeah, I know I'm wondering. Yeah. There's That's an infinite question. amount of Kangs. But yeah, I'm wondering which one it is because that Kang was in its version of the TVA and this Kang is stuck in the quantum room. So it may, shouldn't be the same Kang. But like you Do said, if it's not that king, the then who time? is he? I think they can coexist, but they don't exist in the same mo- they, they don't stand, uh, exist in the same multiverse together. Okay, like they're all split up. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm ready to see this movie. I'm shocked at how quick this date is coming up. Man, it's flying. February be here next month. <laughs> right. I mean, I can't. It just needs to slow down. Like I can't believe it because after this one, what's the next movie? Summertime, right? Yeah, Miss Marvel. I mean, the, no, no, Marvel's comes at the end of the year. I think it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Mm. And Not then to we have the, the series Loki. Yeah, Loki. Um, Secret Invasion and Ironheart. I think are supposed to be the three that premieres because I don't think that uh, Agatha's show is going to premiere this year. I think that there are rumors that that one has been pushed out like a year or two. I wonder why. Well, I think that the rumor is that it's being pushed out because they want it to release and coincide a little bit better with the possible Doctor Strange film that um, that might be coming out closer to Secret Wars and um, the Strange Academy series that they're planning on making as well. Mm, that nobody asked for. Yeah, but they claim that this is supposed to set up better. A connection to Doctor Strange, which will then connect a little bit more to what is happening. Because I do feel like unless they're going to find a way to integrate him later, well, earlier, I guess you say, um, they need to find a way to make this whole thing with him and what's her name, Clea or Clee, mm-hmm. that popped up at, in the movie make sense. 
Like, okay, there's an incursion, but wh- how is it happening? Where, what universes are colliding? Um, right. I want to see that, like, sooner than later. So, guess we'll see. But last piece, I'm going to leave us with a DC article. I'm going to not get into the, the Okoye show that was coming out, because we already knew it was coming. All they do is talking. They're not telling us any dates. They're not telling us any filming. They ain't telling us anything, so it's no point. Okay. But <laughs> there is talk that Robert Patterson's Batman's universe is going to still coexist with James Gunn's DCU. We knew this was already something they were discussing, but I kind of just want to throw out there, throw out this question for you to see how you think this is going to go. Because Batman is a very integral part of Justice League and all this other stuff, so he's going to have to be in this new version that James Gunn has, too. How confusing do you think this is going to end up being? Because when I could, we could argue that this happened already with the Snyder Cut, but by the time that this the Batman came out, the Snyder universe had basically died. Mm-hmm. So there really hasn't been anything Two versions of things going at the same. Well, I guess we can look at the Joker. You had the Joker there and then the Joker that was randomly appearing in a terrible Snyder stuff. But even then, that was confusing. And then they chose a terrible person to play the Joker anyway. So that's that. But how do you feel like it's going to go? Do you think that this is a smart move at all? Would it have made sense to try to pull his version into the DCU? Um, First, can I just say that... Lady Gaga and them pictures that I've been seeing, she looked good as Harley Quinn. Yeah. I just want to put that oh, out some, there. Some of those were AI. Oh, damn. Never yeah, mind. That. I didn't I didn't know it until somebody posed. I was like, well, damn, I hope they're paying attention because this was She looks she, gorgeous. She looks um, the part. Yes. Okay. So that was the first part because you mentioned something about the Joker. All right. Now, to me, strategically, this film was successful. We already know that people like him as the Batman, which mm-hmm. I was shocked. I didn't think that I would like him. Um, I feel like he's playing a lot younger in the film. I feel like if they wanted to use him as Batman going forward, like in the Justice League, I feel like they could do it. They could age him up, no problem. Um, to say that his age is something else. Um, maybe he won't look so tonight's the night if they off <laughs> age him up. Now, um, honestly, I think, like I said, I think it's smart because um, DC has um, always had their anchor characters, anchor main characters that kind of um, run the show and then things just branch off of them. Right. So Mm -hmm. Batman is one of those anchors to me since people like him. Why not use him as Batman going forward in this new direction that you have? And hmm. somehow, because um, I mean, honestly, if we're being truthful, that's a nice little origin story for our Batman mm-hmm. in this new DCU. And they don't even have to go any further. They don't even have to go any further than what we have right now and just use that Batman and however other moving pieces that you want to use with the DCU going forward. Um, I, I mean, I think it's a good move um, unless... Unless, uh, and also if they're firing all the other folks, Henry Cavill, um, yes, physically he was a good Superman, but if they're trying to tell a younger story, they can tell a younger story. They can do that because the Batman that they have currently is also, they had him mm-hmm. young as well. Yep. So, That's what I was say. so to me, I don't know. I feel like it's a good idea. I mean, you could literally keep his story, his story be canon. 
um, his origin story be canon. Some of the characters that we've gotten can be canon. And then if they wanted to, they could easily fit him into the slot of the DCU going forward. We already know his story. We don't necessarily need another Batman origin story. We know that he is a orphan. His parents are dead and he cannot cope with life at all. Never. Uh-huh. So that's it. Boom. We know his story. We know Batman's story. Boom. You got your Batman. Now you got to feel the rest of it. You need um, a flash. You need because I'm going to I'm speaking like they're going to fire Ezra because they need to fire them because baby. uh uh-uh. So you already got your Batman. You need a Superman. You need a Flash. You need an Aquaman. You need a Wonder Woman. And you need um a Green Lantern. Mm hmm. Which seems to be people's favorite, right? He, then you can do that. Hawk. You said what? Keep Hawk. Keep Hawk. Oh yeah, definitely. Keep his fine ass, and not because he's fine. I mean, that's a good yes, reason yes, too. Yes, that's eighty percent. Eighty percent, but he wasn't a bad <laughs> Hawk to me. I think no, he, was, he wasn't. But I think he was actually 80%. pretty good. I wanted more of his story. So, um, so I mean, I think it's smart. What do you think? How do you feel about it? I think that they could do this. Like, why not? Have your Batman exist in the DCU. Have that Batman also exist in his universe. Because we have to remember that even if they have these these comics where they're all coming together, they still have responsibilities to the places that they serve. Mm-hmm. So your mega threats could be who they come together to beat for the Justice League. But they still have people like the Penguin. They still have people like Poison Ivy. These people still exist here why not create that universe, but make sure that that universe has a tie into your DCU so that he feels relevant there? Yes. Like, I just, I think it could still, I think it could easily work. I think there are a lot of moving parts, especially with them now integrating all these series and stuff in the thing. But I just think it, it makes sense that they keep him. They're already aging down um, Superman. So you'll have them at younger states in their crime fighting career and i i don't know i just think it'll be a good idea for them to do it but they don't pay us for that they don't pay anyone for that really you've seen that the results of you know just throwing things in a hat and pulling it out for about 10 years so um but yeah okay so that's all i have for blurdy news wait no there was something i did want to titans Quickly going to touch on the fact that Titans will not be premiering a new episode, which when I say new episode, I don't mean new season. I mean the continuation of a season that ended in December. Which I think is very weird. Won't come back until April. Um, yeah, I think that's weird. Um, where did you get that it was coming back in April? Who said? Is it like a, a person, confirmed? A, a, a person who works on the show, like a producer or something, said that okay. it may not premiere until April or May. Oh my god! Well, does that mean that they're going to keep them? I don't know. I, I there's a part of me that thinks that maybe they're going to get rid of them. This is going to be their final season. That's what it feels like to me. Go out with a bang, and then because you know they said that Young Justice is supposed to be well. No, it don't even make sense for them to keep them because there's no universe where Dick Grayson is going to be about the same age as Batman, right? Because he's always younger and finer. Yeah, so they'll probably drop right. him for that show, but. I just don't understand why it's taking so long. I don't understand it. Because it's already um, been it filmed. It doesn't make sense. It you has to be And they ain't dedicating the resources to special effects. <laughs> so, I don't know. It is what it is. But that's all for Blurred News. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer. Okay, okay. So, you know, okay. So, first of all, y'all, I 
this is a, a football watching household. We actually watch more college football than we do professional football. Last Sunday, I mean last Ooh. Monday, they did the the championship game between Georgia and TCU. First um, of all, why is TCU here anyway? Maybe they had a good record, but they were not supposed to be here because there's no here. reason why they lost that game as bad as they did. But that's beside the point. I had already said on the podcast that the, uh, the trailer was going to be premiering during the game. I'm like, at the very least, this should probably premiere during halftime. So I'm watching this game. I was like, okay, first quarter went by, but mm, probably wasn't going to premiere then anyway. Second quarter came. I was like, okay, hmm, I already estimated it wasn't going to be until halftime. Halftime comes and I literally stop everything I'm doing to make sure that I am in place to watch this halftime so this trailer can drop. And this trailer did not drop. This trailer <laughs> did not happen. I don't know if they even loaded it up into the system yet. They might have still been receiving it. I don't know. Because that trailer did not drop during halftime. So then third quarter happens. I'm on Twitter and people are losing it on Twitter. Because they're like, y'all said this was going to premiere in the game. The game started at 730. It is now 845 and we still ain't seen no trailer. <laughs> Finally, the, the commentator says something about the Marvel movie trailer coming out. I said, great. It's going to be the next commercial break. No. It wasn't even the next commercial break. It took like two more commercial breaks before we finally got that trailer. Bye. <laughs> was it worth it? Was it worth yes. it? Yes. Oh. Because what? I wanted to see it on a big screen. I needed to see it on a TV. I knew I could watch it on my phone, but I needed to see it on my big TV. And whew, I am so, so glad they're going this route because nothing about the first, was it first three phases? Yeah. First three phases made me feel like I was supposed to be scared of Thanos. Nothing. The, nothing all you saw. Every time you saw him, he was just sitting in a chair in the background, smiling like weird. You in there by yourself. And then finally he shows up and then there's like, oh, he just beat the shit out of the Hulk. Maybe I should be concerned here. He beat the shit out of Thor too and then snapped Loki's neck. I think that's why that scene was so intense the way it was. It was like, y'all need to know why this should be scary for you. Mm -hmm. But what they're doing this time around is going letting you know in the beginning that he is not to be played with. Oh my God, he is about to kill it. The fact that these people are about to be shook in ways that they have never been shook. And then to know that this is all going to eventually uh, lead up to the King Dynasty, where are they going to be a whole lot of shook going on because of all these kings? Whew. Okay, okay. I had to get that out. What were your thoughts on the trailer? I just want to say that Marvel has done a really good job. I know some people complain that Marvel trailers give too much away. Um, mm -hmm. To me, the, all the trailers that I've seen of Ant-Man, especially when it's about to come out, I have no idea what it's going to be about and where it's going. I do know that they said something about he, it sounds like Scott has made a deal with Kang um, for something or someone yes. or whatever. That's all we know. Mm -hmm. We don't know what that is. We don't know how he got down in the quantum realm. We don't know none of that. We don't know how he was able to build this city. We don't know none of that. All I know, what we do know is we know what Kang looks like. Um, we know what that uniform is going to look like. Uh, that blue face shield looks like color contacts. I'm not really sure if I like that, but I don't like color contacts in general. But I am terrified, terrified for the MCU going for like forward because he he scares me. Um, I don't and I don't know if it's because he's like not. It's one thing to be like evil, right? And you see them doing evil, that's it. But Kane just seems so calculated and so confident 
and uh-huh. meticulous. Um, and he's all these things, so he doesn't make a mistake so that he can keep winning. That's scarier to me. So the interesting part about what you just said, it makes me think of the comic that I was just reading for Kang. And one of the reasons why King was so confident in this comic is because at some point in time of King's life, he would go back in time and greet a newer version of himself, educate the newer version on every single thing that he already knew prior to his death. So it was almost like like he he met the was it Nathaniel Richards. He went back in time and was talking to him. He gave him something I'm going to call it like the equivalent of a USB. This USB taught him all of the languages languages that this man knew, all of the major events that happened, everything and he would tell him certain things that would help him. But I don't know if they're going to lean into this for this the MCU, but I quickly found out that Kang's downfall is a woman and it's old girl from loki the one who was over the tva Mm -hmm. so in the comic he he tells nathaniel never never love and lo and behold that's what he does go straight he ends up meeting someone falls for her and that's the that's that's his weak point and it's like this is it's almost like how we see that dr strange and Oh, girl, can't be together in regard in every universe that they're in. I feel like in every universe that Kang is in, no matter how hard he tries, he still falls in love with someone. So I think that's where that confidence comes from there. Like the fact that he's been educating himself. So I just, had a, I just had a thought, right? Mm-hmm. If we are to believe that Kang, Nathaniel Richards, who is a descendant of Reed Richards, right? Mm-hmm. Is are they do you and because we know that Kang is black do you think we're going to get a black or a mixed race Mr. Fantastic to make it make sense I'm not sure I mean but would we have to do that because some we know that white people are descendants of black folk eventually (laughs) yeah in case you didn't know that big tidbit (laughs) but um so eventually down the line you know as people meet other people and you know continue going some people will could potentially transition from being one race to another okay so we we can see because in the comics he's not black he is right. here in mcu but in the comics he's not he just looked like old white guy but okay so i've been thinking about this this trailer okay what if okay so on tiktok if y'all have been on tiktok people have been talking about this trailer and the connection to shang chi since the moment that trailer dropped Mm-hmm. But nobody is talking about the connection with this in Miss Marvel. Strawhead did, right? I, I think he is, but like most of everyone else is just talking about Shang-Chi. That's all they're talking about and how it created this beacon and da 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 da. And what's crazy what? is that it was intentional that they made a connection with the Ten Rings in Miss Marvel in one of the earlier episodes when they showed mm-hmm. an aerial shot of the floor. And the 10 rings mm-hmm. were on the floor. So, like, why they're not talking about it? I don't know. So, like, my question is this. Or maybe it's a question slash theory. What if what we saw at the end of Miss Marvel was a result of what is happening in the quantum realm as Scott is trying to do what Kang needs him to do? Mm. And for whatever reason, he needed, he knew that he had the ring there because it, well, the bangles there, because if the bangles are anything like the rings, they might be emitting some type of frequency as well. And whatever he was doing required a swap with somebody else. Mm-hmm. 
and it because in my there's a part of me that is wondering if the end of Miss Marvel is actually potentially at the end of the Marvels. Oh, like you know, we saw all this stuff of Miss Marvel leading up to a certain point, but this particular moment, some time has passed, and she's just laying on her bed. What if we were looking at her laying on her bed after she had already done whatever with the Marvels, like oh. Captain Marvel and and a girl? And what's happening now is a something. Why that would be swip, swapped? Why those particular characters were swapping? Because mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm thinking there's nothing right now that's connecting them at all for this to have happened. So maybe what we're seeing as far as her laying on the bed is at the end of the Marvels. And that's how there's this connection for them to do that. But I'm, I've been wondering about this bangle. And I don't think it's just the ring. They seem to be emitting the same type of power. Like you said, they've already shown there was a connection with this bangle and the ring. So I, I don't think- anticipate that's just he's only looking for the ring. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, I think Kane got one of those bangles. One of the Kangs got that that bangle that he's looking for. I would not be shocked if he had the other one and he is on a quest to find the second one. Um, And the second one is the one that had Ms., was Miss Marvel. I don't know. I get what you're saying. I didn't even think about it being the end of the Marvels. Um, But if it was at the end of the Marvels, Carolyn Danvers wouldn't have been looking so shook. Like, she yeah, didn't know well, where she was. But she would have been. It wasn't that she didn't know who she was. She probably was doing it. Imagine you you in your house cooking and then suddenly you out in the street. Baby. Like, there's no way that that could happen and you wouldn't have a reaction like, fuck. <laughs> 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 so, so I'm like, it, it could play that way. But I also, you know, this is me just thinking because I'm like, I just feel like I don't like that they are ignoring the obvious connection that came from Miss Marvel series. And I feel like some of that whole them ignoring that is rooted in the fact that they tried to hate on that show in the first place. Like, let's not forget that this show also had a connection. And everybody, when they watched it, said that there was a very similar, like, way that that bangle was that looked like how those rings were. So, I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm ready. I just Kang, (sighs) fuck some shit up. I'm going to be here for it. Like, there's a meme right now where Dexter is looking at a picture in the wall, looking like he's sad and crying, uh, and it's hanging on the wall. That's me. I will stare at that photo every day. You bring joy yeah. and love to my life. And to no. know that, seeing the drastic change between his portrayal of uh, He Who Remains and this Kang, give him the things. Let me this say he is acting, and I don't feel like I feel like Angela Bassett is not going to be the first of of the Marvel actors actresses that are going to start getting awards. Um, mm-hmm. Her performance has been stellar. His performance, baby. He was in an episode and a half. Mm. Y- and he, and he left us speechless. He left everybody speechless. Tom Hiddleston was just like, it was like he said it was like watching a master class. Mm-hmm. He said that. He said that it was crazy to watch him. And, it and was the fact that he improvised so many. Yes, he did so much improvisation there. Oh, yeah, we are in for a treat. The way that he was on that desk eating that apple, like, ugh. And jumping and on the desk. Huh. This is your fault, Sylvie. It is. Anybody that we but, lose to Kane, it's her fault. I don't care. They all, but it, it, it makes me think of that comic and how he knew he knew every time something was going to happen. That's why he, he educated who needed to be educated, and he went about his business, allowed what that reality was going to be to unfold. So, all right. So, we had homework. Mm-hmm. Dove Cat was going to watch episode 10 of Andor since 
you know, someone was busy, was not able to get it in last week, and no one's judging her but me. You were judging me. And then she would also be, well, we would both be watching episodes 11 and 12, Mm -hmm. and then we were also going to watch Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. So of these things, what would you like to discuss? We can do, um, you want to do Andor first? Oh, that works for me. All right. So episode 10, since that was the one that you had to catch up on first, that was One Way Out. One Way Out. That was, I've, I've made it clear that I feel like of all of the 12 episodes, that was probably my favorite because um, I was on the edge of my seat. Episode 12 had my um, my nerves bad, but nerves. episode 10 oh, had dang. me on the edge of my seat. So with that- when they broke out? Yeah, broke out. Okay. So, what were your thoughts? I can't believe that Cassian broke out, if I'm being honest. Um, I am shocked. But it sounds like he had been planning it for probably since he got in there. He just needed to get mm-hmm. a lay of the land first before... And he had to wait for certain things to unfold because I, yeah. would, this would not have been successful if he hadn't gotten Kino on his side. Yeah. Claw. That's true. So He needed him. Know. He needed the buy-in for someone... He needed someone who would be that angry that they would be willing to do whatever to get up out of there. Mm-hmm. And he did just that. I hated that so many people had to die. Yeah, basically his whole they crew were getting almost shot. shot down. And then um, the, I think in that episode was also the same episode with old girl and how that man was basically trying to arrange a marriage with his, I mean, her daughter. Yes. I thought, um, dang that, but it's in a later episode. Um, but yeah, trying to arrange that. I didn't. I thought that. I was like, dang, is it like that? Mm-hmm. And she's always been very vocal about how she did not agree with a lot of the practices of, um, what culture is this? The Shandrillan culture. Mm-hmm. And you could see on her face, like you really already out here trying to get me to pimp out my daughter for you. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. I don't know how I would have reacted to that, but yeah, she, she, I, I just want to go back to when Dovecat, you tried to convince me that this dog that she had was not going to be big. He's not that big. And then, and then every time she lifts this dog now, I see her arm muscles flexing. He's only 16 pounds. He's like, <laughs> he's solid though. He's a solid little thing. Yeah, I'm talking mm. about he's a solid little thing. But no, so that episode, I was like, I felt bad for Kino at the end. Mm-hmm. All that work to not be able to swim. Yeah. Because I'm like, well, what happens to him? And then you, you can tell that Cassian would have gone and got would have helped him. Yeah. But, but everybody was running and he got knocked off. It sucked. So, yeah. I was like, oh, poor thing. So, um, I will say, though, that um, what else happened on 10? Was Bix getting uh, tortured? Yeah, she was still. Um, I think it started with them torturing her and she still wasn't saying anything. Okay. I'm trying to think of what else happened on 10. He was in the prison. Oh, the guy, I think that was nine. The guy had the stroke. The guy had the stroke. The old guy. The Who one was that was slow. Oh, no, no. No. oh, oh, the one that was in the, yeah, because, yeah, he did. He did. That was in nine. Yeah. That was in nine? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Which he kind of, that was the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Because at first people couldn't understand what was going on on level two or whatever it was. Um, but then when he dies and the doctor comes and he's just like, we don't need another thing to happen on level two or something. And they were just like, well, what happened on level two? And they went into the whole thing of that. But I just think, I was like, dang, he had worked himself to the bone, literally. Literally. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for him. But nah, so everybody was jumping and people were swimming. And I'm just like, yo. Yeah, that was a long jump. It was. That was a real long jump. I would have broke something and I wouldn't have been able to swim or nothing. Like I, well, I can swim, but I was just with a broken arm. I probably would have just drowned. 
like Keno. Keno would have drowned. But I feel like they ain't got no flyers or nothing. Nothing. They just dove. I'm hoping that there's some type of, they had to have some type of they landing thing for one. And they also, people, the guards don't stay there all the time. So they had to have people leaving and coming. So I like to think mm. that maybe Keno made it. Mm-hmm. He probably did. Let's hope so. Because he was, I liked his character. Me too. So episode 11 was called The Daughter of Ferrix. This is when yep. it starts off where Cassian's almost mama died. Oh my God. That was so. You know what made it sadder? The robot. That robot? Oh my God. Oh, that, that robot got me. I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, don't you do sad. this. He made me so sad. He was like, can mm-hmm. we stay a little longer? I was like, you gotta go. <laughs> That's exactly I'm like. That made me so sad. I was like, dang, she died. I'm like, well, why? I didn't understand. It's like she was trying to die. She stopped taking her medicine. She didn't want to leave her house. But by this point, she hadn't even heard. They hadn't heard from Cassian in a while, right? Yeah. I think they probably weighed in on her. She was already sick. In a way, this is like one of the last things she has left to live for. Mm -hmm. And having not heard from him in that long, she... And knowing that people were looking for him, she may have assumed that he might have not made it and just felt like, okay, I don't have to keep trying anymore. Mm-hmm. It sucks, but I was like, oh, man. I do. I don't think this was in this episode, but I just want to point out that Bix is a real one. She is. Because there ain't going to be too many times you beat me in my face before I'm telling everybody stuff. Like, but but did give she me a paper. I think she may finally have in episode 12. Because I was wondering, it's not clear if she told or not. Because they, they, you could see on her face that either she was, it was painting her not to say something, or she knew that she couldn't keep dealing with this type of abuse and beating. I think it was the second one. For too long, before she just kind of gave up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, we I see um, Cassian escape. We see that. Mm-hmm. Um, we also see the discussions, um, with old girl, the cousins. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, something that I am tired of this fa- this forced lesbian relationship that's happening. It's not forced. I just, I just, I just want to sit the, the blonde one down and be like, girl, I know this is what you want, but her priorities ain't child right now. It just seems not, is- it's like, just, you gonna have to, you might need to take a break from her because it's not doing you any good. <laughs> just bothered me so bad that you over here trying to canoodle y'all are literally in the fight for your lives for your lives your boo is trying to make sure that y'all stay alive and you Mm -hmm. mad because she don't want to hold your hand or cut i was i want to be like girl shut up it seemed like it's her first lesbian relationship since she came out yeah it's definitely giving my first girl and she i was just like ugh I'm annoyed. I was annoyed with her. I don't know if I was annoyed because the other girl was of color, but ooh, she was getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Your priorities is Jack. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. It was a lot. Um, what else? I, I, right now, I feel like I'm blending episodes eleven and twelve together. We are. I did. I felt bad when I knew that the moment was about to happen where Cassian would find out that she had passed away. That was so sad. Because you could see on the guy's face, like I know I have to tell him, and it's like Cassian was. He was acting like there could have never been an option that that would have happened. Right. <laughs> no, like she was in pretty bad shape even when you were there. It just progressively mm-hmm. got worse. Like, but she was in bad shape then. Mm-mm-mm. But the fact that they had already guessed, like, look, his mama died. He's coming to this funeral. We need to be ready for if he comes to this funeral. Ah, but see, this is what was crazy to me, right? 
is that they were betting on him being stupid enough to come to the funeral knowing that one, he's on the run. He's on the run. Well, not technically. I guess he's not on the run from the prison because that was a different name, right? But mm -hmm. he still wanted. Marvel wouldn't want you to do that. Right. So question for you. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like I might have missed it. Why was Luthen going to assassinate Cassian? Right. I didn't understand. I think because Cassian knew who he was. Hmm. I mean, everybody was really expendable good. to him. Everybody. Yes. From the dude true. that's in ISB to the guy that was going to run the ships or whatever, everybody was expendable. Okay, so it says that Luthen wanted to kill Andor because he knows that he's a loose end that needs to be taken care of. He knows that the ISB is looking for Andor because they believe that they could use him to get to Luthen. Mm -hmm. As such, covering up his tracks, kill Andor, which means they won't be able to get to him. Did you watch the post credit scene? For who? For Andor. What episode? The last one? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't know there was one because my thing just went black. Yeah, it says, in a post credit scene, the droids assembled a machinery produced by the Narkina 5 prisoners on the firing dish of the dark, I mean, of the Death Star. So you see that they were, that basically what we were watching them do was put all together, put together all the parts that will ultimately be used to create the mm -hmm. Death Star. Oh my God. But that whole thing with him out here trying to get to this funeral and moving around and, oh, that was, my nerves were all gone. Like, boy, if you don't go somewhere and sat down, you <laughs> can see that projection up in the sky. You good. <laughs> I was I just could not believe that he did it. Also, what I couldn't believe was that black dude turning on Cassian to get money. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I am not a tick for tack type of person. So maybe this is why I'm thinking this way, right? Mm -hmm. Unless you personally did something to me that I feel like it's unforgivable, that's the only way that I would be able to turn you into the authority. But the fact that he ran out on a bet, like I feel like that's trash and not a reason to turn on him. Um, but he just looked that's why he lost his eyes. Yeah, I was, exactly I was, I was like, y'all really, y'all really, I don't know. I don't understand. I, I get it because, you know, living there certain times, that's just kind of, he probably saw this as, this is great, easy money. I can finally get whatever. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to get, finally get that, um, that garage that he needed for his house. I don't mm -hmm. know. I'm just trying to figure out why you would go about doing this, but. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yes. But that we see that happen in everything we watch. There's always somebody in there that is doing something for their own reasons, and then ultimately it turns into some mess. So, mm. but, but we're done. We're done. Um, let me see when I think they're filming. Yes. Also, can we can we talk about the creepy guy saving that girl? I got another thing to say too. Can we talk about creepy guy saving the girl? Oh, I'm making mm -hmm. creepy guy saving the girl. I don't really understand. Why? I guess he was trying to get Andor, um, Cassian. I really don't understand why he's obsessed with this girl. And also, can I just say that the Empire, the officers, ISB, all those folks be talking big shit because you were in control with the power until shit hit the fan and you punk as hell. Mm -hmm. She was the same way, all on the ground, crying mm -hmm. like a I little baby. Like he, he did it intentionally. He was there. But that moment he took advantage of because he knew this would probably be his way to get in, his way to move up a little bit and have a position where he has a little bit more authority in looking for Cassian. Because right now he's uh, he's just kind of he has this desire to try to get him, but that's not everybody else's priority for him. <laughs> so it's always getting pushed off. He's not he's not able to lead it. 
I think if he with him saving her, it kind of puts him in her good graces. Maybe even look at that as a a way to in a way blackmail her. <laughs> I don't know. You know, they'll find a he way to looks, do something. He looks. I was. He was creeping me out. I would not want to be in a closet with him. There are not too many people I want to be in a closet with. Well, I mean. That's, that's- that's true but him in particular and the way that he was looking at her the way he had his hands on her it just grossed me out and i'm just like you're weird she was thankful that he saved her but he was still weird her thank yous was weird to me like it just seemed odd like girl he saved you i don't even care how you got here i don't care why you here thank you that's my thing like because i i thought that was about to be it it was like her responses at first felt very, very much like she was still looking at him as someone that was under her. Like, girl, he saved you. Yes, but he, he was looking you. at her like he wanted to sop her up with a biscuit and it was making me uncomfortable. Maybe that's the only girl he's ever felt that way about. He has a punchable chin. <laughs> no. I hate, I Don't can't. No, I, he has a punchable chin. He was giving me creep vibes. He definitely needs a beard, which he currently has now. It's all mm. weird. It's all very weird. So I don't know. I tell you what, though, um, it took a while to pick up. But it got us there. It got us there. They really, they really did some world building and getting us invested. The one thing I am kind of concerned, well, not concerned about, is just I'm curious about, is like they mentioned his sister in one episode. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything else about his sister. Well, I guess because you know a lot of what he was doing, he was trying to find her. But I guess he hasn't really been in a place where he can look anymore. <laughs> so. but I'm guessing that's probably going to pick up. I'm guessing she might yeah. pop up. Or maybe um, his his sister is going to end up being someone that we already know, but she goes by a different name now. Maybe. I was looking um, to see if anybody in the show was on, was in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I couldn't tell. Except for the guy, I want to, it's not Che Guevara. What's his name? Saul Guerrero. <laughs> che Guerrero is a... Uh, I think he was a. Who is now? I gotta look it up. Yeah, it looks like maybe there are two: Diego Luna and Alan Tudyke. Alan Tudyke. Yeah, Alan Tudyke is um, Luthen. No, no, not Luthen, but um, what's his? You seen droid. him before? He was a droid. Yeah, he, there was the voice yeah, of the droid. He's in Moana. Yeah, he was the voice of Hey Hey, the chicken. Mm-hmm. He's also in the Harley Quinn show. As a voice. Mm-hmm. Mm. In the Harley Quinn show, he is Clayface. Mm, Harley Quinn Clayface. Oh, Lord. Yeah, but um, we're done with Andor now. There's we no are. expected release date for the second season. They're saying they are probably filming sometime it. At, yeah, sometime at the end of 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, so a ways out. So we'll have to find something to replace that with. Um, we thought that Titans would have been back by now, but no. Maybe... Maybe. Well, you probably wouldn't watch this because it's a little scary. But The Last of Us premieres tomorrow, January the 15th. I am so excited for this show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so, so ready for this show. I'm going to probably watch the first episode twice. Um, Should I be watching it with you? I don't want to be... I don't like I mean, being scared. Well, there, I'm not going to lie. There will be scary parts, but the thing up that makes The Last of Us unique is that eventually it becomes a lot less about the zombies, much like The Walking Dead, and mm-hmm. becomes more about the people who are left trying to survive and that they're willing to go any length to survive, mm-hmm. to protect what they have. That's one of the main focuses of Last of Us 2, which is a superb video game. Oh my gosh. Because you see the main character that you've fallen in love with from the first game, but then you see another character and they're at odds. 
Mm-hmm. And then you naturally feel like, oh, this is the girl that I'm already cool with. I played with her in the first game. We good. But then you see why the other character is the way that she is. Mm-hmm. And you're left wondering, like, if I had to choose sides here, whose side would I choose? Right. It was so, so good. And by that point, it ain't even about the zombies anymore. It's just about survival. Survival and then protecting the things and the people that you love. So that'll be me tomorrow. Okay, and it comes out tomorrow. uh Uh-huh. I'm watching on HBO Max. But that leads us into our last bit of homework, though. Justice League Dark. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. What were your thoughts? First of all, it is not a Justice League movie. Let me just throw that out there. Um... Um, what else? Constantine <laughs> is a jackass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's apparent. Let me see. What was the magician? What's her name? I want to say it's not Zanana. Zatanna. Zatanna was dope as hell. I I, I I loved her in this, but I played the video game Injustice, and she's in that. I loved playing with her. I don't like... You know how I feel... I don't like how they kind of make her feel like she was kind of out of control of her powers. Um, I don't like how they do that. With any woman superhero. Um, let me see what else. The story was pretty good. Um, I did not like Death Man. I thought he was corny as hell. Mm-hmm. What else? Mm. After watching that film, for the people who've never seen this, Justice League's Dark is following basically, I'm going to call them the Justice League of Magicians or Oddities. They're like, you know, you, the Swamp Thing is in this group. Constantine's Atana, who is an ex of Constantine. You know, Black Orchid intriguing the demon and dead man those are all Mm -hmm. a part of the justice league dark but batman superman them they're also in this too but like in this movie like you see people starting to hallucinate really really bad seeing demons and everything and they're reacting as a person would who would have seen a demon but in reality no one else could see these demons so they might they might scream all this stuff but you have like in the example with wonder woman i think and the superman where the person said no but there were demons everywhere and they're looking at you like no but you just ran through this whole street of people so now you have to be arrested kind of thing it was crazy it was crazy when she was going through killing them folks with the cars when she dropped the baby i said Mm -hmm. the dude with Mm -hmm. the dude the dude who was about to kill his family, I think, was the worst because he had already killed his neighbors and chopped them. Well, not chopped them up, but put them in his shed. Mm-hmm. What? Had them hanging and everything. Yeah, but you know what was crazy to me? This was what was funny to me. When Superman used his laser beams to open the door, I said, he really couldn't have just opened the shed. He really couldn't have just... No, I need to do this with authority. I didn't understand it. I said, was that... See, I said, that seems a little excessive. Yes, just a little. Just, just a little. What else? Yeah, I guess. Um, I want to know how Did you Zanana- catch Rosario Dawson as Wonder Wonder Woman. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Um, mm-hmm. Z- uh, what's her name? Zatanna. Mm-hmm. Zatanna. I want to know how she know Bruce. They were a little friendly. I mean, because Bruce liked to slide up anything with lips. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I would not be shocked. Yeah, he like he like the coochie lips. Um, what else? Oh, also, can I just say with these, these, and maybe because it's all the ones that we have watched thus far, they have really been Batman heavy. Mm-hmm. 
And to me, they have done a good job of basically with every show that I've seen or movie that I've seen with him um, as Batman, they've done a really good job of letting us know that he is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Every single movie has something with his his demeanor, his personality, um, his mental health, all of that. Even like this, on this particular film, when the the um, the the demons were coming to get the soul, he was just like, "You have thwarted us many times." And um, and even before then, they were trying. Somebody was trying to read his mind, and oh, it was Bruce, not Bruce. Yeah, what's his name, Bruce? No. What was Dead Man's name? They didn't call him Dead Brock. Let me go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston. Boston. They called him Boston. Even with Boston, he was just talking about how hard or how locked down his mind is. He was like, his mind is locked down. I'm just like, dang. I was just like, it's okay for us to, for Batman to evolve. I found why they're, um, they know, how they know each other. Okay. Um, Zatanna's either brother or... Let me see. Sitar. Her father, Sitar, he trained Bruce. Mm. He underwent like a training with him. That's how he met Zatanna because Zatanna was also training. Oh, okay. And a lot of people believe that Bruce feels like he owes Sitar because of the type of training that he allowed him to have. So mm. he be- he's become very protective over Zatanna because of that. Hmm. Okay. Look at That's him having cool. a heart. Um, um. Which I'm not going to get because people love to see him tortured, um, or not tortured physically, but have like have a to- a tortured soul. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to see in like the live action ones. I would love for them to kind of show this mastermind he is of like planning and like tactical stuff, and I would love to see more of that. They don't really do a good job of that in the in the um. In the films and the live actions, you do a good job of showing that he has a crazy amount of wealth. Um, you show that very well, but you don't really show kind of some of the things or the nuanced things that kind of make Batman who he is. Um, I would love to we see should, We should have, or before, or maybe we'll see it, but there's one animated thing that actually shows it a little bit um, because... As a part of the Justice League and getting close with all these superhuman people, he's actually developed a plan to be able to take every single one of them down in the event that they decide that they want to go crazy. Has a file on every single person and has anything that's tangible that needs to be used in a place in his back cave to get it at any point in time. That's why I don't think he's ever been fearful of Superman. He knows Superman can kill him, but he also knows he has the same thing to take him down if he needed to. I'm trying to say that he is uh, autistic because the way that he is so meticulous with some of his plans mm-hmm. be having me wondering. I'll be wondering. I'm sure there has been somebody out there with a um, who enjoys comic books and who um, is also a therapist has put their spin on our superheroes and what their diagnoses will be and all that jazz. But I don't know. I just think he's meticulous. He doesn't really like people. He likes women because he likes to hump them. Okay. So in my Googles, based off of your question there, it looks like there are a lot of people who believe, well, apparently in a comic called um, Batman, the imposter issue one, Mm -hmm. they state that Bruce is possibly on the autism spectrum. Um, Reed Richards has diagnosed himself with autism and is considered an autism coded character. And the Riddler was actually a patient of autistic, I mean, the autism spectrum disorder as well. 
So there are multiple characters. I didn't want to be right about Batman. <laughs> but it's just some of his character traits, some of the personality traits. I don't know. I have a nephew that has... um who has autism, um, who is high-functioning, but very particular about a lot of different things, and mm-hmm. um, very, 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 very good at video games. And I was just, just the way that you talk about these files that he has on everybody, it just seems like that would be right on par um, with somebody who was on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But So if you were ranking it, if you were ranking Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. one to ten... Mm-hmm. What is this movie for you? Uh, I would say about, I'd say about a seven. That's actually the average score right now on Rotten Tomatoes. It's about a seven only because, one, the story was fine. Um, I feel like it was, it should have been called something else because I feel like it was an introduction more than anything to Constantine. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of these films that I've noticed or that I find is that the animated films are going with the because and matter of fact because Justice League Dark is rated R they're going with the assumption that people already know who these characters are mm. and they already know who these characters are and they already know what their background is um but they'll give you a very small introduction so that you know we can carry on but I really feel like this was a solid introduction to Constantine because I do know that they have um another Justice League Dark Apocalypse War or whatever it's called. It's another one um, that probably Constantine plays an even bigger role in. And since we've already been introduced to the character, so that's what it seems like to me. I don't even know if that's the case, but it just seems like that that you already have. Like, you know, with the MCU, they kind of give you it like you don't have any kind of working knowledge of it. But like with the animated films, it's like they are coming at you like you have a little bit of knowledge you already know who these characters are we'll give you a little bit but that's not necessary because you're already a fan and you already know what's going on in this world mm-hmm. but that's just well, me she will return i think that the their goal here seems to be that they're trying to bring in different types of heroes to make the official threat that is in their animated version of Endgame be scary because mm-hmm. the cast of the of the Endgame includes I mean not the Endgame it's called Justice League Dark Apocalypse War mm-hmm. um this is like their Endgame it brings together Teen Titans Justice League and Justice League Dark all to go after this one guy and you see everybody die, don't they? Who child? They they who? Well, apocalypse they war is not a militia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming. Him. Yeah. No, no. Next is actually Titans. Um, what is it? The Judas Contract. What is it yes, called? That's next. Let's see, let me make sure I get the actual name right. Yeah, Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. Hmm. So that's our next bit of homework. But now that Andor is done, what's next? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Should we go back to Punisher? Should we go back to Daredevil? Oh, a lot yeah. of these shows, think... we quit to make room for the newer stuff that was coming. Okay, so here we go. We have season three of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. We have season two of The Punisher. Mm-hmm. We have season one of um, what is it called? <laughs> um... The one with the the weird people. It's a DC show. Cyborg is in it. Oh, Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol. Mm. So we have Doom Patrol, Daredevil Season 3, Punisher Season 2. What of those three do you want to give a go? Why would you ask me? 
Um, let's do Punisher. All right, Punisher it is. So, so we're Punisher. doing Punisher. So episode of Punisher, and then Justice League Lazarus contract. What's it called? Yeah. Oh, Teen Titans, the Judas contract. Oh. Yeah. I said Lazarus, my bad. Yeah, yeah, Lazarus. But yep, okay. So that's our homework. Um, that's all I have. Oh, also, I'm just gonna close this out, and I'm gonna be talking to myself that you don't play video games. But God of War Ragnarok was one of the most amazing video games I have ever played in my entire life. Okay. Um, it was. Oh, it was so good. It was so well written like in the final act i was tearing up i'm sitting in the house and i'm tearing up because the way the stuff was done and you felt so bad about when a a main character not being around anymore oh it was it was so good so if you've not played it definitely play it also if you are not following us on Instagram, since that seems to be where we are most active, really, even though posts mm-hmm. are on Facebook that we have never invited anyone to. If you are on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at Almost Blurs. Share the profile with your friends so they can follow us, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Promise to be more uh, uh, active. I've been doing really good with getting posts scheduled and ready, thanks to who yeah. Canva. So we have created an aesthetic. And you know, yeah. let's be real. You created that aesthetic, which I love. It is very, very cute. Very cute. JB came <laughs> up with that. Very cute. I like it a lot, though. Yeah, so we're going to keep doing stuff. We're going to keep doing. I, I love that we're actually, we've gotten, I'm excited about any type of followers we get. And we've had a couple followers follow us in the last four, four or five days. So I'm excited about that. And one thing that's very interesting. Stats and Instagram tell you how well you're doing. Yes, they do. Comparing this week to the week that was from November the 15th to December the 14th, our accounts reach has increased 7,200%. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to keep doing this, but follow us, engage with us, and we will definitely engage back. But yeah, that's all. So homework. Teen Titans, The Judas Contract, Punisher, Episode 1, and maybe anything that happens to drop, we will have something dropping on Monday. Oh, the tickets go on sale for Ant-Man and the Wasp. I have a feeling they're going to be some more like small teasers that they're dropping in the weeks leading up to it. Get your tickets and make sure that the theater that you go to has reclining chairs. That's all I got. I just want to say that I think that is terribly elitist. To, to go to, to a not, theater with reclining chairs. I called a theater. There's a theater right here, not even a mile from my place. And I called them today and said, hey, <laughs> weird and random question, but do you have reclining chairs? She's like, yeah, the only we do, but the only ones in the screens that do recline on the first couple rows so that the people in the front can lean back to see the screen better. So I won't be going to that theater. So I'm going to have to find another theater that has some reclining chairs. Because the hubs is not going to shame me for that. He, also, he's definitely gonna say something about it. I mean, oh yeah, I'll go to a theater that doesn't have the reclining chairs. But I will say this: it is it totally makes a difference when you go to a theater that does, and you're able to kind of get comfortable. Ah, oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 top tier. It's top tier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, blurs, nerds, and everybody else, we will talk to you. What? 
next week. Talk good to you. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>